Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Have you heard we've got our VIP sale going on right now? The days are limited. Act now and go VIP for just $1.21. That's right. One full month of VIP membership for $1.21. Go to pwtorch.com slash go VIP. And in the coupon field, enter summer 21. That's summer 21. No space. That's summer 21. And that'll give you one month of VIP membership for just $1.21. See what it's all about? Ad-free access to this show, tons of VIP-exclusive podcasts, 30-plus years of archives of our newsletters and podcasts, our post-pay-per-view roundtable podcasts on every pay-per-view for the last 17, 18 years, going back to the early 2000s, and so much more. We'd love to have you as a member. Try us out, and we hope to earn your business after that first month for just $1.21. Treat yourself to an upgraded experience as a wrestling fan and explore all the benefits, including our podcasts, which are now compatible with the Apple Podcasts app, with a single click. When you sign up, you just click on our link and you are in on Apple Podcasts. No username, no password. As long as your subscription is active, you're a single click away from access on the native Apple Podcasts app that's new in 2021. You can pay by credit card, debit card, or PayPal. We'd love to have you as a member. Check it out, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Coupon code SUMMER21. In like 45 seconds, you can be a VIP member. Why not pause right now and do it? It's an express sign-up form. It's easier than ever to access our podcasts and log into our ad-free website with the unmatched library of insider information, features, long-form Torch Talk interviews with some of Pro Wrestling's biggest stars, and so much more. Pick out your favorite era or an event or wrestler you're most curious about and check out our coverage of them over the past several decades. pwtorch.com slash govip, coupon code SUMMER21. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Now, PW Torch and Spreaker bring you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's time for the weekly flagship, talking current events in pro wrestling. All right, Jason. Uh, the, the, the unexpected uh, cutbacks in WWE stole some of the headlines this week away from some other things we might have been talking about. And I'm still just kind of trying to figure out um, whether this is part of a some sort of larger thing or more a, a, a few individual decisions that happen to be made all at once that are unrelated. It, it was interesting that uh, the former Aleister Black, Tommy End, was like, I, I didn't see this coming. Braun Strowman at least put up a public face of, hey, this is a fun chapter. Um, you know, Ruby Ride hopefully lands somewhere else. She's only 30. I mean, what's, what's your, what was the biggest surprise for you about this week's uh, WWE cuts? I would say it's Strowman. I mean, yeah, the others, like it, if it had just been even a month ago, had they cut Aleister Black, I wouldn't have been surprised. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they gave him the big buildup on TV, had him take out Big E, that was surprising. So, but the the other four would not have shocked me in any way had they been included in like the previous round of cuts, for instance. They just hadn't been doing a whole lot with any of them. I mean, they're getting a little TV time in some cases and, and others none. Strowman, just because he's such a Vince type, you know, yeah. just the the monster, the guy that turns head at the airports, and he's got himself in tremendous shape. And so, yeah, that one really surprised me. Out of all of them, it was, I mean, a little bit jarring just because of what I said about Black, but I didn't think, I'm just stunned that Braun Strowman's out of WWE shortly after headlining a pay-per-view. I I mentioned this on the Wade Keller Hotline for VIP members last night when I talked at length about all the cutbacks, and that as soon as Amos started being the the big guy who runs fast, I was worried for Braun's future. (laughs) Wow. I was like, why why is he getting Braun's gimmick? Uh, But, you know, there's there's so many, like at this stage with Vince McMahon, like it's hard to... I don't know. Maybe he's always been hard to figure out, but he seems harder to figure out now um, in certain ways just because there's so many there. It's still his voice, but then there's just dumb things that get added and then taken away, whether it's big words on screen, you know, a few years ago. Like that wasn't a Vince idea, but he went with it and then it didn't last very long or the choo choo noises for Braun, you know, bringing it back to what we're talking about. Like, how does Vince think that's okay, or does he just give in to the young people giving him ideas or is it an old person who think, you know, is it Bruce Pritchard going, well, it'd be great if, and Vince like, all right, I'll give him this one. And then he, you know, says, told you so. I don't know anymore, but like giving Braun like sound effects at ringside, giving up a pay-per-view main event, and then cutting him, it just, there's, you can't look at what Vince did the last three weeks and then have any idea if you can rule anything in or out three weeks later. It just feels yeah. erratic. Um, I mean, I know Braun wasn't, I mean, I, I think the Shane storyline was a bit of a shoot. And, and kind of cruel in a way when you when you think of if they were not going to keep him around that one of his last major storylines second to last was I'm not dumb 
Um, <laughs> you know, thou doth protest too much. I don't know. The whole, and the announcers weren't running to his defense or anything. But Braun, I mean, I, from what I've heard, and this is, you know, for years, he's not... He he doesn't always say the right things or come across as the most self-aware and astute of, you know, how he should handle himself. And I, I just wonder if there wasn't just some complaining during that storyline or something having to do with how things went in this last world title storyline that where they're just like, screw it. Let's get rid of the guy. But, you know, I don't know if we'll ever I don't know if we'll ever know, um, you know, what Vince's oh, I think decision was. What? I, I mean, this place is being gutted. It sure looks like everything's pointing to a sale to me. Well, well, right, but well, no, no. Then that's we're getting there. I mean, in terms of why Braun, though. So is the idea we got what we could out of Braun, and he's got this much money that he is going to demand because of who he is or what he's already getting. So let's cut him. Because do you, if you got the, well, we'll go into that. If they're cutting expenses in order to try to sell it, at the same time you're getting rid of talent. To the point that you're going to have the same six people wrestling each other all day. It's going to be like Memphis television in the 80s when nobody showed up at TV and six, you know, four people wrestled under masks twice. I mean, at some point, you got to worry about the ratings. The 1.1 this week is scary. If WWE seems like a sinking ship as a product from a popularity standpoint, let's wait till July and see how these ticket sales go. Peacock has some data that we don't have. I mean... I guess sell quick, you know, get, this to me is like, let's get rid of all all outgoing expenses to make it look as good as possible for a sale in the next month. Because otherwise, if they're looking a year from now, I don't think gutting the roster as opposed to expanding it is is the right route. And I'm not saying Braun is like this super key piece, but for the way Vince promotes, I just, I think people are rightfully surprised that he was somebody who Vince was like, ah, you know, let, let's cut that from the budget. Yeah, I think so. Just I don't know if you've seen what it did, but there was a change to the raw numbers. I don't know about the rating, but the third hour, uh, more viewers. Uh, credit to uh, John Pollock of, of Post Wrestling for that. Uh, yeah, that was weird when I saw that. And I even checked with yeah. my source on it. He said, that's what the data says. But I mentioned on the hotline last night, I was it, the, the, the raw has dropped before that much. Like it actually often right. uh, dropped last year by hundreds of thousands of viewers. So I was like, well, it's a holiday. Who knows? But um, but nevertheless, uh, is one point one rating held up, and that's the lowest of all time. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. But with Braun, so he signed. He put it out there in his Instagram page. He signed a four year deal in July of twenty nineteen. And I think that was at the time when WWE was giving out those very lucrative contracts. And I wonder if that ultimately worked against him. And yeah, there's others that have those deals too. But yeah, I mean, it's it's still, you know, I guess my theory is they just had so much they wanted to clear from the books and uh, of the big contracts, he was the guy they felt was the most expendable. What was left for Braun Strowman? I don't know. Um you know, that's a th- you could always find things for him to do. It's not that he, I, I thought he was actually on an up, a minor upswing. He'd been in a really bad place. That whole Shane story was terrible. But then when they put him in there with McIntyre and Lashley, I think we talked about it last time. I wasn't just hate watching Braun Strowman for the first time in a while. It was like, it, it took me a little bit. But by the time we got to the match, I was like, okay. I mean, I know he's going to be the loser of it, but still, I, I just wasn't as down on him as I'd been. But it is tough, you know, a guy like that, I, I think he, I, I guess I, it, they've had other people that you don't know what the hell there is left to do with them, and they keep them. So 
I, I'm very surprised that uh, Vince, just you know, knowing his type, thought that he was the one who was expendable. It's interesting, and I kind of want like if Tony Khan doesn't have interest in Strowman, maybe he will, maybe he won't. What does Strowman do? You know, if he if he wants to, I, I assume he wants to continue in wrestling. I, mean, I don't Japan, know. I mean, monsters. I I don't yeah, know. His tweet said this was a fun chapter, and you can look at that a couple ways. You know, I mean, the chapter is. It was fun being a pro wrestler, but I've made I'm used to making this kind of money with this kind of schedule. I mean, the wrestlers have been um, spoiled in a way in terms of uh, I don't spoil it's the wrong word, but certainly gotten used to a, a new pay, a new cadence to their professional lives um, without live events and without as much traveling uh, to all kinds of different cities and stuff. Um, maybe he wants to do something else. Maybe he's of all things, maybe he's handled his money well and he's ready to you know start. A yoga studio or a construction business or whatever. <laughs> um, but you're right. I mean, there there are places for him to go, but it's like he's when when you think about wrestlers who are cut by WWE. I mean, he seems to be the the most the least he, the the least options for a good fit for him. He's so made for WWE. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess my fear is that they're going to look at Aleister Black, Tommy End, and think, oh, let's make him the head of the Dark Order. If you really want to have a dark order guy, just make it Strowman, please. If you really feel the need to keep this thing going, oh god, yeah, and they're going to bring somebody in, yeah, don't put don't put Tommy in in that role. Um, so Alistair Black, I mean, we, I don't know what more there is to say. Uh, he super talented. Um, he's had start and stop pushes, but it never seemed like Vince McMahon got him, and obviously he didn't, he wasn't getting his uh, his current dark dark father gimmick. And when you look at him, he's, you know, just turned 36 years old. There's, I mean, AJ Styles was about that age when WWE got him. So you can get a lot out of somebody during those years. But it, it still feels like he's going to be looked at as a, a lost opportunity for WWE. But he just, his wrestling style and his gimmick just never quite clicked with Vince McMahon. And sometimes that's all it takes. Unfortunately. I, I, there, but there's so many examples of that. At some point, it's like, it's you, not them, Vince. I know, I know. Um, Ruby Riot. Um, she's thirty years old. Really, uh, just uh, seen consistently as underutilized um, and adored by her colleagues. And but she, again, she doesn't. She is sort of like Alistair Black. She doesn't really fit what Vince McMahon looks to push um, for all kinds of reasons or a few key reasons. But I think she's just if she wants to stay in wrestling, she's a lock to be. Uh, I think a good contributor somewhere else. Maybe not a top top act but certainly higher up than WWE pushed her. So, I mean, whether it's... Well, do you have a, an inclination, or is there any reason to think she'd end up one place versus another? AEW, because they pay more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. That's kind of what I go to for all of them. Yeah, I mean, the Impact, is, is, yeah. Impact is willing to spend money, but, I mean, they're also partners with AEW. And so, yeah, I would think that Ruby, or I guess, I don't know if she's going to go back to Heidi Lovelace, whatever it is, I think she she will do fine. I think she'd be a nice addition to any any uh, women's roster. And then uh, Buddy Murphy. I mean, he's good. He should land somewhere. That I'll be surprised if he's not AEW for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Um, one, the in ring style. I think very talented guy. They they definitely like their work rate in AEW. And also, you don't have to break the bank to get this guy. Realistically, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think that he's going to cost a ton of money. I don't think he's going to have a ton of leverage. So. I, I guess I, yeah, I, I'll just assume that he ends up there. Yeah, I, I again, I don't. AW has a very deep roster at a time WWE is is shrinking theirs, but 
Um, Santana Garrett, any any thoughts on her from what you had seen? Uh, I, I wonder about her. I know she had some issues when she was in WoW. And the rep she got, and she has her side of the story, and I've never heard it, but she doesn't like to lose. And looking back now, I don't know if it's issues, either that issue or something like it, that prevented her from being signed. It took forever. You know, she was Florida-based. Impact was doing all their shows in Florida at the time. And, of course, the performance centers in Florida. And she just kind of bounced around doing jobs between the two places. And, and nobody seemed to want to sign her. And I never quite understood it because she is talented and she has a good look. So I, I do wonder if there's just something like that that's kind of stood in her way. Um, I mean, she'd be she'd be fine. You know, she if, if her head screwed on straight and that's not an issue, I think she'd do just fine somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Have you heard? We've got our VIP sale going on right now. The days are limited. Act now and go VIP for just $1.21. That's right. One full month of VIP membership for $1.21. Go to pwtorch.com slash go VIP. And in the coupon field, enter summer 21. That's summer 21. No space. That's summer 21. And that'll give you one month of VIP membership for just $1.21. See what it's all about? Ad-free access to this show, tons of VIP-exclusive podcasts, 30-plus years of archives of our newsletters and podcasts, our post-pay-per-view roundtable podcasts on every pay-per-view for the last 17, 18 years, going back to the early 2000s, and so much more. We'd love to have you as a member. Try us out, and we hope to earn your business after that first month for just $1.21. Treat yourself to an upgraded experience as a wrestling fan and explore all the benefits, including our podcasts, which are now compatible with the Apple Podcasts app, with a single click. When you sign up, you just click on our link and you are in on Apple Podcasts. No username, no password. As long as your subscription is active, you're a single click away from access on the native Apple Podcasts app that's new in 2021. You can pay by credit card, debit card, or PayPal. We'd love to have you as a member. Check it out, pwtorch.com slash govip. Coupon code SUMMER21. In like 45 seconds, you can be a VIP member. Why not pause right now and do it? It's an express sign-up form. It's easier than ever to access our podcasts and log into our ad-free website with the unmatched library of insider information, features, long-form Torch Talk interviews with some of Pro Wrestling's biggest stars, and so much more. Pick out your favorite era or an event or wrestler you're most curious about and check out our coverage of them over the past several decades. pwtorch.com slash govip, coupon code SUMMER21. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday nights with a WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, well, let's, let's pause and introduce ourselves and, uh, and then move on to other topics. This is the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast for Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. I'm Wade Keller, the host of the program, the editor of the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter, and PWTorch.com, and also host of a variety of VIP audio shows, including The Fix with Todd Martin, Everything with Rich Fan, and our post-pay-per-view roundtables, along with the Everyday Wade Keller Hotline. And I also host this, the Wake Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and the post shows throughout the week. And every three weeks, the other voice you hear is Jason Powell. He joins me. He is of ProWrestling.net, the uh, head honcho over there, and the Pro Wrestling Boom Podcast. Jason, welcome back. Hey, it's good to be here. I think we should call this a few things with Jason Powell. <laughs> yes. Um, it's our first Thursday in a while. We did, a, I think we did two Tuesdays in a row yeah. due to some scheduling quirks. So um, things feel a little more, little more normal. Um, t- tell people about your social media and your website and uh, your podcast, and then uh, they can listen to you more than just every three weeks here. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter, at Pro Wrestling Net. That's the easy one, at Pro Wrestling Net, the website. Uh, live reviews of all the major television shows and pay-per-views. You can get your news fix, anything you need at ProWrestling.net. Pro Wrestling Boom is the free weekly podcast of the most recent edition. Had Jake Barnett joining me for the .NET Weekly Combo Show heading into the holiday weekend. And uh, you can find that show for free anywhere that you get your podcast. Just do a search for Pro Wrestling Boom, Apple Podcasts, or again, wherever you get those podcasts. And then as far as uh, jumping back to the website again, we do have the member side of things. I mentioned Jake and the .NET Weekly Audio Show. That is normally a member-exclusive audio show. In fact, uh, right before I hopped on here with Wade, Jake and I just uh, wrapped up today's audio show, which is available for members. We talk all the news of the week. And the members also hear audio reviews of all the major television shows and pay-per-view events. They hear my Q&A audio show. 
and it is the ad-free version of ProWrestling.net. So both the website and the podcasts on that side of things are ad-free. And if you were interested in that, just do just head on over to PWMembership.net, and all the details will be there for you. Again, that's PWMembership.net. All right, very cool. Uh, by the way, follow us uh, at PW Torch. That's our brand. Follow me at the Wade Keller. And, uh, of course, visit PWTorch.com. Open up a tab for that and JasonPaulsProWrestling.net. And uh, keep up on the latest news and uh, special features in live TV and pay-per-view coverage. Um, all right, Jason, uh, a couple other things on, on the lay of the land in WWE. And then move on to some, uh, some non, or I guess kind of the cutback aspect and the sale aspect. First of all, um, uh, tying this into the rating, Raw is just... I mean, I, it was, I know it was a holiday, so it, it, I don't want to make too much out of it. It was lower than the prior week, but what matters is you know more the next two to three weeks to see if um, they get those people back who did not watch on on Monday. But the trend line is not encouraging in terms of what they're doing. But I talked about this on the Wake Keller Hotline for VIP members last night when going in depth on on kind of the larger big picture for Raw and SmackDown. It's not like SmackDown's doing a lot better. I haven't crunched all the numbers in terms of percentage compared to one and two years ago for the two shows. But SmackDown is praised for being the better show. It's only two hours, but mostly it's the Roman Reigns show. And it's one of the most critically acclaimed storylines WWE's produced in a long time. But they're not doing great either. I think it's at least three weeks in a row under two million viewers. So is it is it just like, I think Vince McMahon is probably telling himself and the people are telling themselves, this is a TV trend. We're still one of the top shows uh, demographically on our night of the week and it's just it's a it, we just there's nothing we can do about it the water level for everybody is dropping and we're doing well relative to that look at this you know you can say oh it's creative problems well we're getting praise on Smackdown and ripped on Raw and both shows are, are not doing impressive numbers what what's your take on that is this and, and I know people who don't like Raw just go it's all the fault of creative but there's, you know, they're talented, ro- talented rosters. There's good performances. You can't blame Raw for not putting on, you know, good lengthy wrestling matches. They're not doing. It's it's the product, and is significantly better than the worst of some of TNA and WCW that we saw over the years. That also drove companies out of business. Um, what is your top kind of? The the first thing you would say if if somebody asked you you know is 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 it is what's wrong with WWE when I see these ratings would you defend it and say it's a TV trend or go it's creative it's obviously creative and this is what you know they're not doing that they could be doing to maybe fix it yeah he's not even creative it's Vince McMahon it's just I mean that's what it is and I don't know how much better things get when he's just set in his ways and you know part of the reason that. I look forward to a potential sale is the the possibility that changes are made. I, I wouldn't think that, I mean, unless Vince just wants to retire, I, I got to assume that if there is some sort of a sale, part of the agreement is keeping him in the same role as far as the creative is concerned, just because outsiders still think he's the guy, you know, he's the magical man and they're going to want to keep that structure in place, at least temporarily. But, yeah, it, it's it's Vince and his creative. Raw is a train wreck. I, I don't know why SmackDown has become a, a very good, consistent show, and Raw is just all over the place, and it's not just the third hour. It, it's a bad show. And there's you know glimmers of hope with a few people, but I think they're running McIntyre into the ground. I don't think it helps that they keep pointing out that he gets all these opportunities and fails. 
Uh, you know, they have a decent thing going with Lashley. Randy and Riddle are okay together. That's kind of humorous. And there's not much else. The they they can't get Rhea Ripley right. You know, they're they Charlotte Flair means what Charlotte Flair means. And then there's everybody else in the women's division. And then they have a freaking possessed doll. Wade. I mean, what is this? You know, just commit to something. It, they're just all over the place now. And I just I just really feel like they need. A, a major overhaul when it comes to just their vision for what Raw is, and uh, and and I for me it just doesn't include possessed dolls. Um, yeah, the possessed dolls thing is not even on my top like five list of things that just seem like w- 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 contributors to what's going on, what's wrong with Raw and things that I um, am sort of irritated by or, or or shake my head at. One of the things that I that and I mean, maybe, I mean, we can all extrapolate from data, subjective things that we want to point to as, see, this validates my point of view. But there's, for a while now, been a lack of just definitive heels and baby faces on Raw. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel about AJ Styles and Amis. I don't right. know how I'm supposed to feel about the dynamic between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, much less when you throw Reginald into the mix. Sheamus is like a kind of a cool badass, and, and Ricochet is kind of a sort of a perennial loser and Sheamus is beating him up like losing by fluke but kind of beating him up two in a row um he's getting his nose broken and bloodied and he's fighting through it uh Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander I I guess that's pretty clear Cedric is the more annoying one but I don't feel like there's a real rally cry uh behind uh Shelton as a babyface you have Elias and Riker as apparently the heel take team against AJ and Amos, who are a heel take team or maybe not. And now you got oh, Riker. Wait, now Riker's a real American hero. That's what exactly. And so in that same match where you didn't really have any babyface, um, you just had the the eighth, ninth wonder of the world, Amos, who oh my God, Corey Gray says, brace yourself if you've never seen it before. It's a, it's amazing. It's like it's just it's a tall person who's doing some Kevin Nash moves, um, and not very many of them. <laughs> so to me, like it. There's And then, you know, they headline with Kofi against Drew. And by the way, I'm glad they hyped the show. I thought it was like a solid episode of Raw for what, they're, for what they do now, grading on the Raw curve. I mean, they, they actually promoted the main event. There was a story behind it. I thought they did a credible job beforehand and during the match, making me think there was a chance Kofi might win. Um, and so that's, you know, intra-show. Those are things that I look for. But it was still two baby faces being snarky and pointing out each other's weaknesses. And you still have Kofi, you know, making, you know, trying to brag about a win that no no person with any actual pride would, would brag about. Only a heel would brag about that. So, and then, and then oh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. I have no idea how I'm supposed to feel about those two. And Asuka's just sort of a bit player. You have Nikki Cross as a babyface celebrating wins that I guess only Nikki can get away with celebrating because she's Nikki, but it's, it's the totality of it. And then, you know, Randy and... Riddle are against like New Day people. Who am I supposed to cheer for here? Am I am I on Randy's side or not? I just think people tune in to wrestling for a lot of things, but one of them is I think some clarity over who they should be rooting for and against. And I think because of the shallow roster, which was made even more shallow this week with the cutbacks, they're having to mix and match in a way where you don't have any kind of logical. Oh yeah, the fans are going to rally behind that guy against this other person. That's not even present because they have so few wrestlers to reshuffle against each other. Yeah, I mean, there, you, you threw a lot at me there, but I mean, it's all true. It, it's 
a mess of a show. It, it's unbearable some weeks. Well, the the babyface heel thing, though, is in particular what I the, everything I said was having to do with that emotional. It's it's not just that it's a mess of a show. It's that it, there's this ambi- emotional ambiguity throughout. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, just, it, when I watch that show. I mean, there's been a little bit. It, it's been a little bit better in recent weeks, but there's so many times where I feel like I'm watching a show where creatively they're just trying to get through the week, just yes, fill the yep. segments, focus on Drew and Lashley, and they're filling whatever the ice Charlotte's tray. doing. They're filling the ice tray. They're what? They're filling the ice tray. There's a format yeah. for Raw, and they stick it under the sink, and they turn on the faucet, and they drop this segment here, drop that there, drop that there. And then they just, it freezes and they dump it out on Monday nights for us. It's like, it is a formula of segments that are very consistent. It just, it, the wrestlers are different, but it doesn't feel like there's any sort of creative introspection going on. It is very much a formula show, as, you, as you're saying. Well, and it's, it's interesting because I kind of feel the same way now when I watch Tuesday nights. I don't know what Karrion Cross is. Yep. I've never quite known what Finn Balor is. Yep. Is Adam Cole a babyface now for going after Cross? So <laughs> yep, it's like back to back nights where it's like, what is happening? Can we get some baby faces in heels? And, and, and Legato and go, Del Fantasma. Shades of gray. Yeah, Legato Del Fantasma are the hurt business of NXT. They're a cool group against MSK, who are just obnoxious and unself aware. Um and they better be prepared to be booed out of buildings, I would argue. I, I some weeks I feel a little more than others, but the, the facial expressions and the mannerisms are, are I think, going to be a huge turnoff to a big part of the fan base. So not even when they try, you know, I think they're still getting some things wrong. And it has permeated into the, you know, Triple H, Shawn Michaels-led brand. It's not that, That's where, you know, we say it's Vince McMahon. I, I do think Vince is pretty hands-off. You know, everything that happens on NXT is a Triple H, Shawn Michaels vision. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, Karen Cross, I mean, Adam Cole... Well, that's a whole other topic now. But yeah, that was, I'm lotting along going, he's, you know, I'm not the only one thinking this when I watch Karen Cross. Yeah, and I really like that segment. You know, it, it was edgy to actually hit Cross with, so, you know, up with some of the complaints that people have. I like that. But it is that problem. There's always going to be defenders that bring up shades of gray and all of this. But I just think, you know, especially when you're struggling to try to reinvent the wheel, no, just... Uh, you know, stick to what's tried and true. And both of those shows seem to be drifting further and further away from that. Have you heard how uh, ticket sales are going at all so far? I have not. Um, I, I believe AEW, I heard somewhere, and I don't remember who, I think AEW is close to a sellout for their first show back. And then WWE, I'm not even sure. Because that's, I mean, they've been so, you know, we, we've, talked about this pretty consistently for a while, how WWE is getting more and more disconnected from answering to the fans and that, that all-important Vince McMahon talked about, our live focus group every week, every weekend. every They have all this feedback. They, they're not getting that. And now their booking has gone to this realm of... I mean, I, I just don't think if they were in front of an actual audience that they would be getting the type of feedback that validates the choices they're making in terms of the ambiguous characters and who's likable and who's not, and booking in a way where you have a reason to be rooting for somebody and against somebody else. They're not booking in that way. And I think they'd have a bunch of flat crowd responses. And, you know, Vince has pulled pulled the rug out from under several wrestlers for not getting a crowd response. I mean, I think you'd have to pull the rug out from under everybody on this this show right now. I mean, who in front of a live crowd do you think would be getting star responses for what they do on, on Raw? Uh, like I mean, I I think the dark horse is Ashley and McIntyre and Orton and Sheamus. I bet Sheamus is getting crop ups. 
Probably. I mean, yeah, he's I a could ba- see that. He's a, he's a badass. He's getting broken noses and fighting through it. He's beating up these... You know, he, people like winners. People like people who are dominant. Yes, he got booked to lose by fluke twice. But, like, the totality of what he's doing is he's been a workhorse in that ring. And he just... I don't know. And it's not... I don't think it's a compliment to Raw that he's, like, one of the top names that comes off... My, that rolls off my tongue when I talk about who might be getting cheered. But, like, I mean, I think there's a ch- The crowd could have been going crazy for Rhea Ripley had they booked her well. Um yeah, I think you're right. You know, Orton and Riddle would probably be getting a, a good crowd response to the chagrin of some people who don't like this storyline. But it's not, it, you know, Drew McIntyre I am worried about. You know, I mean, I wasn't two months ago. Uh, I was always a little concerned. But, I mean, now I'm just kind of kind of worried that it's not going to be a, a strong response either way. You know, he because as you say, they've kind of, instead of being this this dominant star, he's a guy who gets a lot of opportunities and just hangs around the world title picture. So, yeah, I'm, I think WWE is going to, I mean, maybe people will be so happy to be back in the building, we won't notice. Uh, you know, like it, it'll just Vince will be like, "Oh, this is this has gone well." But I think there's a chance ticket sales are low and crowd response is tepid in a way that that is jarring to Vince McMahon, especially if he's also keeping an eye on AEW and looking at the crowd responses relative to his. I can tell you this much: if it were Raw coming to Minnesota instead of uh, instead of SmackDown, I, I wouldn't have any damn interest. I mean, I might yeah. go because of my job, but. No, I I have no desire to see that show in person. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, it's Mike McMahon from the All Elite After Show. Every week, Andrew Socek and I break down AEW on our free. PW Torch Podcast. We've been doing this show since 2016. That's right. We're on our fifth year. When we started the show back then, we were talking just Impact Wrestling, and we still talk about them from time to time as well. And over the years, we've branched out to also discuss MLW, and of course, the main event of our program, which is always the latest going on in AEW. Again, the show is called the All Elite After Show with me, Mike McMahon, and my partner, Andrew Socek. You can check us out as part of the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. You can subscribe to our show and all of the Daily Cast shows just by searching PW Torch on any podcast cast app and of course you can listen ad free with a pw torch vip membership
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is there anything that, that they can do between now and, and mid-July to improve the product, or are they just kind of spinning their wheels until, oh, you just wait? <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that might be the mindset. They're, they're, they're thinking internally, we've got some big things planned for mid-July when we get back on the road. We're saving them and just hang with us, tread water for another six weeks. Things will get better. Is that, Do you think that's their mindset and we're just going to see them fill the ice tray every week and dump it out for three hours every Monday? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think it magically all improves when they go back on the road. I think you're going to get whatever they're, you know, they're, they've probably got a couple things up their sleeves, whether it's you know, Brock Lesnar returning John Cena or whatever. They'll have some people like that. But it's not like the, the creatively it's just magically going to get better from top to bottom. So you may get a, a segment or two that are better on the show, but you're still having a you know, There's a lot of just poorly written characters doing stupid things that people don't want to see anymore. And, and they're all still going to be there filling up probably, you know, at least two thirds of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there is there something you would do for the next six weeks just to stabilize the ship from sinking more before they get to mid-July? Or are you not particularly alarmed by the the, the viewership trends and, and you think they kind of are where they're, they're just they are where they're going to be for a while. And it's not that big of a difference. I mean, if if I if I if the the average for the year um, right now is is 1.3. Um, not counting this week's holiday rating, um, the average the last six weeks is 1.3. So you can make the case, okay, set aside Memorial Day, a bit of an aberration. Set aside that it was 1.2 the week before. That's still sort of the margin of error. They're still in the range of 1.3. They'll probably be there come mid-July. Like, there's no reason to sound alarm bells. This is a water level. Or do you think what what we're watching... With the numbers going from 1.36 to 1.35 to 1.28 to 1.20 to 1.10, actually there is a leak, and they're not that that it needs to be addressed in the next six weeks. Yeah, I think there's a leak. I, I don't think they will address it. I think they should, but I don't think they will. I think it's just all the focus is on once they get back on the road and and get fans back in the building. It's. I mean, it's going to provide a boost to the show, and it sounds like they're working on a new set and things like that. That's all great, but it's all the cosmetic things are nice. You can have new packages, new announcers, all that stuff. But if creatively it's still a train wreck, it's only a matter of time before the same issue happens. And they don't have much time. They go back on the show in mid June. 
Um, that gives you a, roughly two months before you start facing like NFL competition, even if it's just in preseason. And then the regular season comes September. I mean, every damn year they run up against the NFL. The numbers just keep getting worse. Like, when does it end? When does the free fall stop? And we've been waiting for years now, and it just keeps getting worse. Yeah. I, I, I think the next six weeks are going to be um, a real big story in this industry. And and does it matter, ultimately, when it comes to selling? Like, are, have we learned from listening to these conference calls and seeing the, the financial side uh, cover WWE that they're not actually paying a lot of attention? They just, they're looking for Vince McMahon to give them a, give them a line that sounds good enough. You know, we're going to reimagine house shows. Like, that was his answer. Oh, okay. Well, Vince has this in mind, so we won't think about drop in attendance compared to same quarter last year. And nothing happened. Um, oh, oh, and, and so with the ratings, oh, you know, when we look at the numbers, you know, or, you know, Vince or someone will spin and go, well, you know, we're, we're, our, our, we're in line with where we've been always relative to other cable shows, um, that kind of thing. Is Wall Street and are the financial people going to pay any attention to all this data? Or uh, in terms of the disconnect with fans, the, the, the ratings going down, creative problems, and the fact that they're just stripping, you know, stripping down the roster to cut expenses to make profits look better. If that's what they're doing, are they going to, is Wall Street going to just go, oh, profits are better. Yay, this is a great company still. Because there's not really a history of them recognizing the more nuanced aspects of why it would be why Vince McMahon might want to sell at a high point and why they might be suckers for buying into it and not seeing the data that we talk about every week. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I thought we with the, all the cuts they've done and, and everything that we've seen, that you know, so many of us are thinking sale. And Vince himself has said, you know, a couple of years ago, we're open for business. I thought we might see the stock really shoot up a little bit in anticipation of a sale. And that doesn't seem to have happened. So maybe they're not reading things the same way. Maybe there's not that buzz because usually they're not supposed to, but some people seem to find out about these things and take advantage of it. And there have really haven't been any signs of that. But so as far as like the analysts will be mixed as far as the calls they take, there'll be the usual one. The woman is always in love with damn near everything they do. There's going to be the ones that'll probably applaud them for trimming the fat as, as they'll see it. Um, they, I, I, and I think Wall Street's going to give them the benefit of the doubt again because they haven't had fans, because they're going back on the road, uh, because they've been running opposite the NBA playoffs. You know, all the built-in excuses that they keep getting to recycle. Um, you know, the other, you know, obviously the pandemic is different, but I, I do think there's going to be enough things that WWE will point to. And I think Nick Khan seems to be a darling in the financial world. And if he can sell them on the right uh, excuses, I think they're going to buy it hook, line, and sinker. Is is your antenna up more for, um, for, for WWE selling and selling soon than it has been in recent times? And, and do you think that's, that there's indicators beyond just sort of a gut feeling looking at the headlines in terms of buzz elsewhere? Yeah, I, I, so, I mean, for me, it's the gutting of the company. I mean, you can, yeah, there's redundancies and you want to clean up and, and, and somebody's coming in and uh, doing what Khan is doing as far as just being the, the, the head financial guy, you're going to get some of that. But to the extent that we have is what really makes me think. And Khan himself, you know, I I know he did that interview with Colin Coward acting like you know, he can't see Vince McMahon ever giving up control. And But I don't think Vince would have to. I, I Dana White really didn't when yeah. the UFC was sold. 
And like I say, I think there's this perception that Vince is the creative genius still, and he's the only one who can do this. And I, so unless it's you know up front he's going to retire, I, I would think that they're going to want him to steer the ship if there is a sale. And so I, I think he would retain his power, but also get that big, you know, whatever it sells for, that big payday out of it. Um, I mean, it's you look at some of the departments. I mean, they've really gutted things, man. It's it's not just the talent they got rid of. We usually get the post WrestleMania house cleaning of talent. That's not a huge surprise, but the fact that there was another one right after all those office cuts and yeah. uh, and Braun Strowman's big contract was part of it. I you know I think it's interesting. I was telling Jake today. It's nothing I've heard. I, I can't emphasize that enough. This is just me speculating, but. I guess if you know if 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 WWE is gearing up for a sale and whoever their new partner is, if they don't, if they're not on board with you know Paul Levesque's vision for worldwide expansion and running NXT in all these different markets, an easy cut for them would be NXT UK. I don't think it's a, a money maker for them. Um, somebody may see it differently, but I do worry about the the future of that brand and those talents and again you know thing i've heard just me kind of looking at it going well if they're looking to cut even more where could they do it you know the office cuts i mean i get you know i wonder how much of that was related to peacock taking over some things and you know the, the WWE network and then looking around going well you know there's no growth here let's consolidate there was some redundancy but the collectiveness of it all I mean, you can excuse it a little bit here, a little bit there, and go, really, how big of a difference is it going to mean? Braun Strowman's been on and off TV. Ruby Rat's been on and off TV. Aleister Black's been on and off TV. Buddy Murphy's been off and off and off, and then on and then off and off and off TV. Not that big of a deal. It, it, individually, each of the things you can kind of look at and, and write it off. Ah, the you know office cutbacks, there were redundancies, and it it is structurally different. And they are not, you know, on Peacock, there are some some things that they're not having to worry about anymore. But... It is. I mean, there's Vince McMahon's age. There's Nick Khan. There's uh, just little indications here and there. And what a big story it will be, Jason, if if WWE sells to a corporate entity. And I, I mean, is your initial reaction to that good? You know, let's get some some people who who would look at things and assess things and go, well, you know, and maybe pay attention to things outside of the normal bubble? Or is it going to be Jim Hurd and Kip Fry where we go through corporate people who don't get things and and they come in and just completely misread what pro wrestling is and make some decisions to the frustration of other people in currently in, in positions of power? I, I I worry that it's much more the latter. I mean, having lived through the, the, the Turner bio, it doesn't mean it has to be the same. But I, pro wrestling is such a different business than so many other things. If they get bought out, and then suddenly there's somebody in charge who is the wrong person. I mean, it could be a great gift to Tony Khan uh, if WWE just ends up getting even more mismanaged. But the counter argument is, could it get worse than what Vince McMahon is doing as he just sort of, you know, fills the, I'll say it again, fills the ice tray twice a week just to fill the counter, or three times a week with NXT. But I mean, it's, it's Vince is doing it twice. They're just filling the ice tray with water and dumping out the ice cubes Monday and Friday to try to keep the network's uh, create an appearance of normalcy to the network partners who are paying them a guaranteed flat fee. So all those things are in play. You know, the the, the possibility that things get worse. Give me change. I, I'm willing to take that chance. It's not my company. I'm just a viewer. I want something. I want to shake up. I, I want something new and fresh. And if that means 
Vince McMahon is held accountable creatively to somebody, great. If it means that Vince McMahon steps aside and Paul Levesque takes it over and Shawn Michaels takes over NXT completely, great. I just want a sense that like things are going to get better potentially. And even if they don't, I, I just want to feel like there's a chance that they could. I don't feel that way when I watch Raw. Now, I, I will counter that by my, myself even by saying that I felt that way about SmackDown at one time. That was the Lost Cause show, not all that long ago. And they were able to turn that around. Uh, Some of it was shaking up the talent a little bit, but it really has become a good, watchable show week in and week out. It's not just Roman Reigns. They have some other things going on that show that I enjoy. So there's always the possibility that Raw gets it together. But right now, things just seem so bleak. And I, I, I don't know that it's it gets better under Vince significantly. Like I say, you're going to get your bandage. You're going to get your big Becky Lynch comes back or what have you. You're going to have those moments, and that's all well and good, but it's just he's always booked for the top of the card, and the bottom of the card, when you have three hours to fill, that, that in his mind, it's like it sure seems like there's a handful of people that he can that he pays attention to. And then there's everybody else, and you can't do that with a three-hour show. And it unfortunately just seems unwilling to turn that over to people to let them do it in a meaningful way, not just get get us through the week, but do some meaningful things on the undercard. I don't know. I I've never quite understood that part of him. If you don't care about it, let somebody else who does take care of it. It seemed to work back in the Attitude Era when you know Russo and Ferrara kind of tell that story that. Vince cared about Austin Rock and whatever was going on on top, and they got to do some other things. Where You've added 40 freaking writers since those days. Why aren't you letting them do their thing? Yeah. I mean, the writers used to take more heat than they do now, and now it, it's very much on, on Vince McMahon. Um and, you know, him getting him getting the blame for things. Have you heard? We've got our VIP sale going on right now. The days are limited. Act now and go VIP for just $1.21. That's right. One full month of VIP membership for $1.21. Go to pwtorch.com slash go VIP. And in the coupon field, enter summer 21. That's summer 21. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at PW Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, 
and our I Was There When shows where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety and you can expect lots of it at the ProRest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's shift away from WWE here. It might come back in um, as we go along. We'll shift to some Roman Reigns and, and uh, Helena Cell talk too later. But I want to talk about AEW and where they are in, in the scheme of things coming out of the pandemic. One minute. All that talk, Wade Keller, and you never once mentioned that poor Lana was cut. Oh, you're right. I, you know, I had this <laughs> nagging thought that I was leaving somebody out on on my list, and poor Lana. Does she does she end up with Rusev and AW, and would that be a good thing? Now, see, I've tied it into AW, Jason. I was headed there anyway. See, I just assumed that's why you that's why you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. You... <laughs> yes, I, I assume she ends up with her husband at AEW. No, is that good? I mean, I know people who follow them on social media, you know, see them together, and it's like, oh, that'd be fun. But, like, I feel like Rusev's in a good place. Is that messing with things, or does that almost for sure add to the gimmick? Ooh, I don't know, because she was so good in the, you know, the Russian role. I've never really, she hasn't really impressed me outside of that. You know, can she act? Yeah, a little bit, but they always had her doing the most over-the-top cornball things, making out with Bobby Lashley and all of that. I, I don't know. Um because I'm with you. I think Miro's finally in a good place. And I, I just hope she comes in with the right role and can enhance it somehow. I give her credit. She's she's clearly put some work in and she's improving in the ring. But I, I think I'm more excited about her being paired with, with Miro than I am watching her have matches in AEW. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one, way. You know, she'll end up there, but I, I don't know if she's going to make that better or if it's going to be like, oh, boy, be careful what you wish for. I know. Yep. All right. So for real, uh, shifting now to AEW. Not, not that talking about Lana isn't potentially AEW news, but um, the larger picture with AEW coming out of uh, Double or Nothing. A couple uh, Friday shows in a row. Um, that's taken a, a hit from viewership. I guess we talked a lot about viewership and ratings for WWE so far. Uh, do you expect AEW to just bounce back next Wednesday? I, they're back on Wednesday, right? Next week? No, they're not. I just I looked ahead. Oh, no, I, I don't. You're going to know more about the NBA than I am. I, I don't know if there's a 
if a series ends, if they can end up on Wednesday or not. But um, I did look ahead, and they're listed for next Friday as well. Okay. I was thinking there was at least a gap um, where they'd hit a Wednesday before going back to Friday. But I take life one week at a time sometimes. And <laughs> uh, so this is another instance of that. So, how? I mean, is this a blow to them? Now, pro, it looks like three weeks in a row at least. Um, not being in their normal time slot, drawing around 800,000 uh, viewers before the break. Uh, or before they moved uh, time slots, which was not particularly impressive. Um, and it, you know, was reason for some concern uh, with viewership. Let's see, I'm, I'm pulled the number up here. They, they had done um, 1.090 million for the um, Blood and Guts, and then 936,000, which is okay, but it's under a million. Looks like they'll probably be in that range. And then they dropped way down to 821,000 um, the last Wednesday. And now uh, this past Friday show was 500 and change. So, was one of those a pre- opposite of president's speech, the, the Joe Biden speech? Uh, I wanna... Yes, yes. I okay. think I think, the I think that was the 800. Yeah, so. that was. Um, so, do they just you know once they, it can actually help in a way, like leaves people wanting more? That oh, I miss AEW, and I'm you know, and there's this kind of return. I think AEW probably has a loyal audience at least, but I don't know how much of that you know million give or take. Of live viewers, mostly take um, or give. I don't know. Is take more or less than give when you say a million? Um, give or take. I would think take is less, but I'm probably wrong, so go with the other. Yeah, that seems logical. Well, I don't know. Maybe their core viewership is 800,000 and change because that's how many people didn't cho- chose to watch AW when Biden was speaking. Um, so how many of them you know, are just going to be like absolutely coming back or do they fall out of habit or, you know, summer's here and people are going out to restaurants and, and malls and move, well, maybe not malls, but uh, movie theaters and outdoor. Like, I just don't know, but the 500,000 and change isn't super, um, isn't super encouraging. Uh, 526,000 that Friday, I don't think, but it's so unprecedented, but it's, you know, SmackDown did 1.9 million and change and AEW the next minute drew barely one fourth of that. Yeah, that's harsh. Um, I mean, hey, Memorial Day weekend too, and different nights. Yeah, it's they haven't been as good about getting the word out about that. Like I've noticed with fans returning, WWE has has been very aggressive with all those videos touting the return and um, fans returning and everything. Them going back on the road, where AEW's not nearly as aggressive with it and just kind of hype their shows like they normally would in normal times. And there just hasn't been that, uh, that just, I guess, campaign to really sell people on the excitement uh, that WWE's done. I think WWE's done a much better job with that. And, and the same thing with, you know, moving to a different night, it, it's mentioned, but if you are somebody who, you know, if you blink, you might miss it. Um, I, I'm, they're probably doing a little bit more than I pick up on, but uh, still, it's Friday night, an hour out of prime time. On top of it, and if you're, you know, let's say you're sitting home and and you watch SmackDown, do you have an appetite for two more hours? Even if you do, maybe whoever you're watching watching television with that night is like, no, we just watched two hours. We're not doing another two of wrestling. So it's a bit, you know, it's tricky, and they're going to run into that issue, I think, with Rampage. I feel like in time, this can help them kind of establish that time slot. But then you get into the oddball thing of, okay, they're going to start on TNT, even though they know they're going to end up on TBS. Like, why don't you just start on TBS with with Rampage to begin with? I don't get that one at all. Yeah, I'm worried um, about Rampage. I, I I just, I mean, it's just 
Because we don't need it? Well, it's post-traumatic stress from Thunder and SmackDown yes. and the third hour of Raw and the third hour of Nitro. I just, I'm not, you know, like Cody in the conference call last week, it just, in what Tony said, it just feels like they're saying what they think needs to be said and will sound good. But it's almost contradictory. Like, oh, it's, it's you know, like Cody, like the phrasing was weird. You know, well, there's a lot of people backstage we who just sit around and we walk past them on our way to the ring on Dynamite who deserve a chance. Okay, so Rampage is going to be AW Dark? No, 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 it's going to be just the third hour of Dynamite. Oh, so completely indistinguishable. It's just going to be on another night the thing that made people hate Raw, which is a third hour of the same thing that isn't needed. Oh, no, 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 no. This is, this is going to be distinct because, well, why? Well, we haven't figured that out yet, but we have a logo. <laughs> That's what I heard from Cody, um, and and a little bit from Tony. When you put all, when you splice together what they've said on this, I think it's just more money from a network that wants it. And then you add, and I know people think a lot of people think, oh, you know, Corley Specials on TNT, Clash of Champions, Warm Fuzzies. Um, they don't do many pay per views, so there's room for this. There's no, there's absolutely a positive framing of this that might be legit. But you got to say the other thing, which is one of the things that's helped Dynamite is having these special shows that they build up to. Where there's the, not off weeks, but sort of maintenance weeks. And then there's the show they build up to when you don't have to pay for it. Well, now that's going to be the Clash on a different network, or whatever they call them. Um, and so Dynamite's not going to have as many special shows, or AW's going to have to add even more special shows to what used to be a leave you wanting more formula that suddenly, in order to get more money from the network, sound familiar? Eric Bischoff told me, biggest mistake I made was taking more money when they offered it and not pushing back harder and going, we got a good thing going, let's not overexpose things. Let's not spread the peanut butter too thin on too many pieces of bread. I I mean, they might do well. They're, they're a young company. But I'm not hearing them acknowledge the things that I would want them to publicly acknowledge that shows they are aware that they might be going down a road that could have some, some negative ramifications on just sticking with Dynamite and pay-per-views and do it well. And run a profitable company and don't ruin a good thing. And and I, I'm not hearing enough acknowledgement of that, that I'm as comfortable as I wish I was, that this won't have some negative ramifications. You no, know, I'm with you. It's I, Can anybody leave us wanting more? I mean, everybody's trying to get more. And I get it from a financial standpoint. You're just going to want to keep adding and, and all of that. But, I mean, even MLWs, they're ready to do another hour of television if somebody wants it. Um, Ring of Honor is doing their syndicated show and that leaves you wanting more but now they got their online show and you're like jeez guys can we pull back a little bit here and with AEW now you're going to get everything you said plus the Cody and Brandy reality show whatever other sh- I mean they're, I think they have to scale back on dark and dark elevation um, I think they should just eliminate one of them I, Cody said it's a fan favorite well <laughs> whatever that means yeah I, like okay um I just I feel like you're you should have a YouTube presence, so one of those shows is fine. And even then, it would keep it to you know an hour long show tops. And they've gone overboard with that. I think the most shocking thing I heard out of all of this talk about the new show was Tony Khan indicating that they need to sign more people. <laughs> how many people does one come? How many do you need? Yeah, I mean, seriously, I, I don't know. It's great that there's going to be so many people employed, but I, I mean, this is WCW like in terms of just looking and and WWE. Yeah, they went way overboard too. But at least the laugh at WCW having so many people under contract. AEW's got to be close to whatever that number was back in the day. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at PWTorchDailyCast.com. Cheers! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No, they have a deep roster. Do they have a deep roster of potential world champions? Because they've already gone through Jericho, who's 50. They had Moxley, who had a nice run. They could go back to him. You know, he's young enough and cool enough. Okay. You got Kenny, deep into his 30s. Not, I don't, you know, it's hard to judge rating success or failure or impact um, with so many changing variables. And, and you know, his character has had some ups, a lot of, a lot of letdowns compared to what people wanted, but some people love him. So he's there, but, you know, He's he's not 26, you know. He's not Roman, Seth, and Dean in the Shield, you know, in their first year in their mid to late 20s. Beyond that, I mean, you know, Christian's approaching 50. <laughs> he's their recent signing. Um, are you looking at like who who when when you say oh you know five six years from now or two to three years from now they're gonna have some fresh people in main events filling out these these quarterly clash like specials and pay per views. Who is on the bench who isn't more of a 
novelty is understating what Darby is. Um, but people who are really successful in their role, but you don't really envision them being the top, top guy. I think they have a good mix of those people. But can you name three, four, five people off the top of your head who who are, oh, yeah, they're, they're there to replace Jericho and Kenny and even Cody, you know, who's deep into his 30s. And I don't know. I mean, I, I assume he's going to have a run and part of his heel turn will be... Um, We'll be going back on the on the world title thing, but so yeah, I don't know your thoughts, Jason, on that. You mentioned the deep roster. I just don't know if they're deep with top top guys. But part of that is Steve Austin wasn't a top top guy until he was, right? And and I think it's probably only a matter of time before they can add Alistair Black to that list. And he's a guy that I would consider, although he's you know mid thirties now. Yeah, but I, I but I the think same age to... as age around AJ's age when AJ signed with sure. WWE and he had a good run. So like, but black is more of a bridge or a bandaid to kind of get you to the people I'm thinking of who are, you know, in that 22 to 32 range where you go, yeah, this is, you know, two, three years, build them up. And then you can spend, you know, two to six years with them on top. Here's where I'll give them credit. They actually have people that fall into the 22 to 32 year old age group. It's <laughs> not just Dominic yeah. Mysterio. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, so I think for some some people are going to have to take off the WWE glasses with this one. We're so used to what is Vince McMahon's vision of what a world champion is. And, oh, this person won't – Adam Cole won't be a, a world champion because he's not tall enough. That doesn't exist in AEW the same way. Doesn't mean that, let's say they put Jungle Boy in that position, that he's going to succeed. But I do think he's an option where he never would be in WWE. I think MJF is an option long term. Yeah. Um, I think that Darby Allen, if he survives, I, I worry <laughs> about that guy and some of the things he does. But he's toned it down lately. Uh, so I think, yeah, there are some. I think uh, um, Max Caster has long term potential to be something, whether it's in the tag team or outside of it. Um, yeah, I, I think there are a lot of people who are going to grow into the role. I think Hangman Page is very talented. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, ideal are there. The sure thing, oh, this guy's definitely world champion. I don't see that, but I see a lot of people with potential. Yeah, I think MJF and Hangman Page come to mind pretty quickly um, when I think of you know people that they could be uh, leaning on. Um, I looked up uh, Miro's age just now while we were talking because I, I just wasn't quite sure. He's 36, so he's the same age as Aleister Black. Although when I entered Miro's age, it actually came up with somebody who was 90. And I was pretty shocked but thinking, wow, he's kept himself in good shape. But that was a different Miro who's 90 years old. Um, but he's 36. So, I mean, you know, it doesn't seem like he's been around long enough to be 36. It seems like, oh, you know, 31 to 34. But I remember him being 31 to 34, and now it's been a few years, so it makes sense. Um, 90 years old, and he, and he managed to hook up with Lana. Well done, sir. <laughs> it was Joan Miro. Uh a Spanish painter, sculptor, and ceramicist. I don't know if I've ever said the word ceramicist out before. <laughs> I know I haven't. Oh, wait. He died in 1983. He's not alive anymore. He, w- he lived to be 90. Party. He made it to 90. He lived to be 90, but he died in 1983. All right. Um, there's your history. History nugget. It's a fan favorite, Jason. Our history nuggets. <laughs> it's a fan favorite of the, of the flagship. Um, there's no empirical evidence or definition of what that means, but I'll say it and you'll nod. Um, uh, Wardlow. You know, comes to mind. I'm more sold on him uh, than I had been uh, in a while. Yeah. Just, just, you know, small little things yeah. here and there. I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see that. So I I guess the thing with, with AEW is, you know, develop your own stars uh, on the male side. And, and yeah, you're right. You don't have to be as conventional about who makes a top, top star. But to me, there's still, you know, I watch AEW and 
I feel guilty, but I watch Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano and Pete Dunne. And I'm like, there's some people who look at that and they go, those are small guys. And I just, I, I think having a variety, you know, and Karrion Cross is like towering over Adam Cole, but not to a degree that makes him a monster when you actually know how what, how big Adam Cole is. So I I do, I have, and it's, it, it's not fair and it doesn't make matches better and it doesn't make wrestling better. But I do think if you're going to be realistic, having some bigger wrestlers who are talented, not any bigger than Steve Austin was or Bret Hart was for that matter, but yeah, size, I, I still think that having wrestlers in a variety of sizes, including some top acts that are bigger, is really helpful. And and I do wonder, and I'm I'm I, I want to say I, I would be completely happy if if Darby Allen and Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara could be top draws and be selling out buildings defending a world title but i have my concerns you know that that the audience is the the largest audience that they're trying to attract to get to that two million mark for viewers if a lot of those people would look at them and go those are little guys those are smaller guys i i, I was like my jaw was dropped when karen cross walked, walked out and just got in adam cole's face and says hey little guy or something like that it was like a ryback line um but cole dished it back so I guess it was fine. But it was sort of like Kofi and Drew tearing each other down for two hours before their match. It, sometimes there's just things you don't want to point out. Yeah, anyway. Like, now I don't want either one of you to win. I want you both to go away. Yeah. So, Mike, my, my, yeah, uh, with AEW, they add to the roster. But, I, you know, I, I, they want to keep an eye on heavy. And, and Kenny's not that. I mean, Kenny's less than six feet tall. I've stood next to him. Um, and, you know, I don't think people, you know, look at him and go, oh, you know, he's not, he's not big enough or anything like that. No. But um, I don't know. I still think that height matters visually and unless you're, you know, a Conor McGregor type, you know, and, and where you just, you know, just it overtakes, you know, the charisma is just off the charts. Or you just avoid bringing in the Braun Strowmans of the world and nobody really notices just how tall people are. But I do think, but that's, that's what struck me with watching NXT is I think you watch those three and they're all the same height, but you know, they're not 6'4 or 6'3 or even 6'2. Like, I mean, I just, I think people watch, and they can just tell proportionately, body type, these are a bunch of guys who would not be heavyweights or middleweights in USC. Yeah, no, but I, I would also counter, like, how tall is Lance Archer legit? He looks like a giant in, in AEW. I don't know that he would if you put him in a WWE ring with Braun Strowman, for instance. Yeah. No, there's a, there is a lot of relativity. Um, two things. Yeah. And and like I said, I'll be pleased if, because if, I enjoy the style of wrestling, uh, I mean, I enjoy big guys who can work too, but um, you know, watching Kyle O'Reilly do his thing or Adam Cole do his thing is is a lot more fun than. I mean, I don't know. Lance Archer Miro was was a blast too. So I mean, you know, uh, different styles for everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're now on Patreon. By popular demand, you can now support us directly through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We have three tiers, including an entry-level tier one that takes the ads and plugs away. You can have the VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast. That's 14 podcasts per week, but with the ads and plugs edited out, plus you get the VIP after shows. Don't be left out anymore from those. For just $4.99 at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We also have a second tier and a third tier where you can upgrade to get other VIP content, including other VIP podcasts and the PW Torch newsletter, the current ones and 20 years ago version. So go check it out, patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. So uh, coming out of uh, Double or Nothing, because uh, you and I haven't talked about it yet, booking-wise, we've had a pretty small sample of, of AEW doing big shows, big, you know, big pay-per-view events. From a booking a pay-per-view standpoint, um, have we learned more about Tony Khan's vision and, and in terms of how he books these shows? It looks like we're going to be pretty consistently aiming for the four-hour mark for the main pay-per-view. Uh, it, I thought it was a, a fantastic show with some caveats. How about you? Yeah, I, I, and I, I think the length is a bit of an issue. For me personally, there's going to be some fans who wish it was five hours, of course, but I think you're better off leaving your audience wanting more, even with a $40, $50 pay-per-view. They do tend to drag a little bit. Um, I, I like that they are going with 30 minutes for the pre-show rather than keeping people around for five hours because even if you're a willing participant, it's to, it just causes things to drag. But um, I thought it was a, a good show. I think the, what I've learned about Tony Khan's booking, what, I, what I'm taking away from some of the positives are that he's disciplined when it comes to title changes. They mean something when they happen. They're, they do a pretty good job of making those titles mean something. And, and I like that. It's not just hot potato with the titles. Uh, we don't get too many over-the-top gimmick matches. There's, it, I don't know what the hell's going on in Cody's matches. I don't know if Cody gets to book his own. It just seems like it's two different visions. I, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. and, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But it, it, my guess is that Cody is very hands-on in what he's doing. And for better or worse, you know, there yeah. was a time there where he was had the most compelling segments on the show, but those days are gone. Yeah, Cody's Cody is an interesting person. He is um, he is quirky, uh, and I I don't mind him being on the separate path for a while, especially I don't know you know especially during the pandemic and he's doing his reality show and all that. But he's not he's not twenty eight either, you know. And I mean, you want to get him to a point where you can plug him in as the guy who we saw at All Out. Or was it all in? What was the first one? All in. All in was the first one. Um, at all in and and just be the centerpiece of the of the AEW movement and that headliner and that charisma. And I, you know, whether that comes as a heel or a face, and I think it might he might be better as a heel. I but I don't know. I, I waver on that because I think he's a really good face. But if he if I I I'm concerned he's going to come across as a guy who is content to be in these sidebar issues 
And he's taken himself out of the world title situation with that stipulation. And people stop looking at AEW as... Or they stop looking at Cody as one of the main players in AEW. And he's more of a, of a celebrity attraction who is aspiring to do other things. Reality TV and have you know celebrity matches and that kind of thing. Can he flip a switch and end up in a world title match as a heel against Hangman Page, for instance, or as a babyface against Kenny Omega. Can that flip can that switch be flipped? And if we set aside the, the notion of trying to talk or um, extract ourselves from the stipulation that prevents that from even being a thing. Which why is that a thing? Why did he feel compelled to do that yeah. in the first place? Yeah, I don't know. Nobody was saying, oh, we don't want Cody to challenge for the world title. Because he's going to spend two years not in the world title picture, maybe, he thought. And he wants to have an excuse that he's not until he has an angle where he turns heel and he does. I mean, honestly, that's my best guess. Is he, he, it, was a, it, was a, it was a preemptive strategic move to make it seem like the only reason he's not in the main events is because the last main event he was in knocked him out of the main events. And he's going to be a man of his word and not do it. So it could have been... I don't know if I want to say it was a move out of insecurity, because I don't think Cody has a lot of insecurity. I think it was a strategic move designed to let other people have their time until the angle comes where it's his time. I hope that angle does come. I mean, there's people that really say that, no, he means this. He's never challenging for that title. And to me, it's stubborn and silly. You know, I I appreciate you don't want to... Repeat some of the, you know, of all the good things his dad did, some of the bad things that he did with the overbooking of himself and everything. But you can still do that without a world title. <laughs> and yeah. um, this thing with Anthony, I, I, the, the <laughs> most boring segment I've ever seen on Dynamite so far was that weigh in. Like, really? That that was it? They just <laughs> huge entourage to go out there and weigh in, and there's nothing more. I think AW takes pride in breaking away from. Some of the the kind of trite things that cliche things that happen. Like I think AW is going to have birthday cakes, and they're going to have the birthday cake get eaten, cut, and distributed, and eaten, and not thrown in people's face. That's I mean, like, great, but don't bore me. Well, I think they're willing to bore you in order to show that they're different. <laughs> like we're not going to be like them. We're going to bore you instead of give you a satisfying um, ending. And someone tell Paul White that it's a work. And we don't care if, you know, somebody does a super zoom in on Twitter to post that he didn't have the right weight. I think he's still fiddling with that freaking scale at this point. (laughs) Well, he did say, I remember one time he goes, do you know how frustrating it is to have fingers so big I can't pick my nose? Well, but it's like they're not even zoomed in on that. No one cares. But I do feel bad for him for that. That would suck. Yeah. Yeah. Check out our new 2021 PW Torch VIP podcast lineup, including Everything with Rich Fan, hosted by Wade Keller, where on weekends we get together and talk about everything. And that includes our popular Off the Beaten Path segment, where either Rich or I present each other with something to watch that's Off the Beaten Path, and we dissect and analyze and react to it. Sometimes it's weird, sometimes it's nostalgic, sometimes it's therapeutic, and sometimes it's just plucking something from the past that would work today that's not being done. But we talk about uh, WWE, NXT, AEW, all the current events in professional wrestling also. It's a different format and a fresh podcast dynamic with Rich and me. Every weekend, everything with Rich Fan is part of the new PW Torch VIP podcast lineup for 2021. Happy 
Have you heard we've got our VIP sale going on right now? The days are limited. Act now and go VIP for just $1.21. That's right. One full month of VIP membership for $1.21. Go to pwtorch.com slash go VIP. And in the coupon field, enter summer 21. That's summer 21. Would you rather see ultimately Cody get to main events of a pay-per-view and be the centerpiece attraction for a while and regardless of what the plan is and why he's doing it, or do you kind of think there's value in him just sort of being a side, you know, a, a sideshow attraction doing stuff off to the side that isn't carrying the burden of having to have those main event quality matches? And because maybe he's insecure about his ability to have them or maybe he's spiteful and goes, yeah, you guys go, go to my thing. I'm making my money and I have aspirations to do other things anyway. And then kind of my last layer of it is, do you think if, if he does take a centerpiece pay-per-view main event role, do you think he's better fit as a heel or a face given the fan base uh, and how they feel about him? Oh, I mean, I think everything is building up nicely to a heel turn. So, it, you know, not even creatively, but just there's going to be backlash with the reality show, of course. It's just um, Cody, I, I think, is is going to be easy to dislike when he flips that switch. But in the meantime, I no, I, I I want the guy that we got early on in AEW I, I, and, and pre-AEW, the guy that was hungry. And I'm not saying he's not. It's just I'm sure his motivations have changed a little bit, being an EVP rather than just a wrestler. But I I miss the guy that had those compelling, well-thought-out storylines that he was doing early in, in AEW. And now this... You know, we're, he's working with Anthony Agogo, and, and the Shaq thing was a train wreck as far as the storyline went, but the match went well, and people are going to, that's what people are going to remember as much as any, more than anything, I would think. But I, I mean, I remember the storyline as a train wreck, <laughs> uh, but go ahead. Uh, but I, I, you know, I mean, is there some value in what he's doing? Sure, but I, I just think he's far more valuable when he's really engaged and taking a more traditional approach. Yeah. Uh, Hangman Page, just coming out of, of what we've seen uh, recently, especially with crowds back on Sunday, is he the guy? Like, is you know, going back to my question, is is he the number one guy that you're like? I think he can be their centerpiece, lead, babyface, and just plan for two to three years of that before even having to reevaluate. Let him just be the young identity of that company, or do you have some some hesitation to go full full on endorsing that? Just a little bit of hesitation because we haven't seen him deliver the meaningful mic work yet. I think that you know he's he's over. His move set is over. Um, he you know, drinking beer is always going to get over. Same as with the wrestling crowd. But you know, can he really sink his teeth in and deliver those fiery promos and, and really sell you on what he's doing? Because a lot of what he's done for well quite some time now is mope around while hanging out with the Dark Order guys and. I'm hoping that there's another layer to him that we just haven't seen yet. But I think there's a there, there's far more pros than cons right now that, that point to him becoming that guy for the company. Uh, whether he has the staying power remains to be seen. Uh, ideally, you know, he can be, if he can be the next John Moxley in that company in some ways, it, that would be fantastic for them. And I think there's there's... Certainly, cause for for optimism there that that he can be. He's you know one of the most over people in that company, if not the most over right now. Um, the Young Bucks, I just think, are fantastic in terms of their heel act, 
their presentation, their ring gear is massively better. They've done everything in the last month that I wanted Kenny Omega to do starting last fall. Um, I'm still waiting for Kenny to, to arrive in, in the same place where it seems like they're, he's, you know, really is motivated and taking his job as seriously as the young bucks seem to be right now. So I want your thoughts on, on the bucks, Jason. And if you agree with me on that, their ring gear, their, their attitudes, I, I just kind of like Roman reigns. I sort of want to watch everything they do twice um, to pick up on, on the mannerisms and all that. So I, it, it's been, I've been waiting for this version of them face or heel to just not just be the indie, the, the indie guys do, you know, doing their indie act, but seeming, especially Nick, just really disengaged. Um, if not mopey, um, so I like that. But then, so I want to hear your thoughts on that. And then part two, uh, and I was uh, messaging back and forth with Sean Radigan about this last night and, and letting him know how there's people yelling at me um, because I, and email and messages and stuff, because I wasn't hard enough on how, uh, how much of that match on Sunday that I loved with, with uh, uh, Mox and Eddie in the box was just, with no tags and multiple people in the ring and the referee just standing there looking like an idiot while the fans went nuts for the match. And I was sort of, I, I sort of got to the point, gotten to the point where I'm like, you know, if, if it is working, I'm going to bring it up now and then that I'd like to see them work within the confines of, of a structure. Cause I think they can still be great even if they do that. And I think it's a net positive. I don't think what they'd have to give up would make their matches less good, but I also don't want to make it seem like it's, it's this huge thing. I think they got enough other things going well now in terms of their character work that I'm, I'm less concerned than I used to be, even if it's still annoying that they just feel like the rules aren't for them. And it's all about getting the spots in no matter how stupid the ref looks and how inconsistent it is and how much Jim Ross has to bite his tongue on commentary. So your thoughts on that aspect too. Yeah, I'm with you. Do I wish they would be more mindful of it? Yes. Is it a deal breaker that they're not? Obviously not. And part of me just looking at the teams they have Pent and Phoenix are the same way. I, I know they're not doing a lot of teaming together these days, but Santana and Ortiz can be mindful of it, but they can go. Maybe it's just time for AEW to change their damn tag rules <laughs> so we don't have these debates I anymore. Well, the People yeah. can just shrug their shoulders and accept it. I mean, you don't want to get too bogged down in, in complicated rules, but if they just, if, if the Young Bucks got, had used their EVP power, since they still bring that up, to change the tag rule to you get 30 seconds. Um, you know, of, of, of all, you know, two guys in the ring, um, you know, and you get to do that, you know, all the time or once per match or three times per match or something kind of like Corey Grace once referenced some obscure save rule we didn't know existed. You know, you only get three or something like that. Um, I, I, I'd be for that. I, I just, I like structure. I, I like predictability. I like wrestlers working within a certain framework and and making it work within that framework. I, I think it takes a little extra work, a little extra discipline, but I think it, it adds overall to the product if there seems to be some semblance of of power that the referees have and consistency in applying them. Uh, but hey, the NHL is successful and they don't have that. So, and, and I'll repeat myself. I, I talked about this on, on .NET audio, but for the benefit of the, everyone else, you want to blame somebody for this, don't blame the Bucks, don't blame the Lucha Brothers. Blame referee Rick Knox. That guy's always in there for these matches, and he just lets everything go. It's all his fault, dang it. Apple Podcasts compatibility new. 
with PW Torch VIP Podcasts in 2021. If you're an iPhone user and you want a simple way to access our full VIP Podcast library as new podcasts come out every day, we have good news. New in 2021, single-click compatibility with Apple Podcasts native app on iPhone, CarPlay, your iMac, or your MacBook Pro laptop. Now, as soon as you sign up and become a VIP member, there's a single-click link in your sign-up email that will launch PW Torch's VIP podcast in Apple Podcasts. No username, no password to enter. It's as simple as it gets. Go VIP, find out more information on all the benefits that come with a VIP membership at pwtorch.com slash go VIP. And now we not only accept payments through PayPal, but also a direct credit card or debit card sign-up and also through Patreon. All right, on the uh, back to NXT for a minute. Um, just a few rapid things before I wrap up here. Uh, is Adam Cole the guy? Should he be the babyface, no matter what they've done in the past months with him? Should they just... Go with Cole. Is, I mean, that promo to me is why Cole should be the babyface and Cross should be the heel. Cross is, I'm sorry, overrated. He doesn't take bumps. He, this was his best segment in terms of seeming like a human being. He wasn't just a character in a haunted house trying to scare 12-year-old girls with exaggerated facial expressions, as I always say. And I'll say it until he stops doing it. Um, he was better. He was more human. I thought it was his best segment on the mic in a while. And I want more of that, but it was a heel. And to me, Cole is the cocky, brash, self-confident Babyface, who's good and he knows it, but the fans like him. I like that alignment better, and I think they're fighting a headwind if they try to go a different direction. So your thoughts on that, and then just what does it say about their confidence in their booking right now that they just threw five people in one match at TakeOver because they don't have that one-on-one match? That I, I think they're not doing this because it's a great idea. They're doing it because they don't have a better idea of one-on-one. Yeah, I, I think the dynamic needs to be that. I, I mean, personally enjoy Cross more as a heel anyway. I, when they started kind of doing that tweener stuff, it's like, oh, I'm not liking this. So let's just, you know, cement him as the heel. You want to go with Cole as a baby face? Yeah, it's going to be a little weird considering, you know, what he's doing with Kyle O'Reilly. But I don't think Kyle O'Reilly's completely clicked either. Since maybe you can do a, a weird double turn there where O'Reilly's just outraged that people are accepting Adam Cole. Um I, I think that that uh, that part is easily correctable, and I, I hope they do because you know it's what we talked about earlier. We're kind of going full circle with uh, the, the weird shades of gray thing they're doing in NXT. Just too much of it, especially on top. And then the five way, I welcome it. I was not, you know, I just when they did that triple threat to determine who was going to be number one contender. None of those matches really appealed to me. None of the, because it, right. not, yeah. not that they wouldn't be good once the bell rang, because they probably would, but it's just, uh, it's hard to buy anyone beating Cross as soon as it is. But there was just something about each of those matches individually, like, yeah, whatever. I, you know, do, I, okay, Cross is going to win and move on. Where this, at least, yeah, yeah, put Adam Cole in there. That gives a little more juice. And you're also not going right to. That I think it would be premature just to go right to the Cole and Cross match, straight up singles. And so I think you can do some storytelling in this. I mean, I, I still assume that Cross retains, but I think there's going to be, it'll be a little more fun um, going the five way. So this is a rare time when I'm like, yeah, go with the multi-person. But if they're doing their job and have everybody aligned well, yeah, I'd yeah. still rather have that, that, that I got to see this one-on-one matchup. They just don't have, you know, we talked about AEW not necessarily having 
those world champion types. And, and you know, I, I still think they do, but with NXT, I mean, we're talking NXT champion types and, I mean, you can make whoever you want the champion, but they don't have too many people screaming like he's the guy. There's, and they usually do. You know, there's usually a yeah. Keith Lee in the wings, or just you know, you can go go back as far as you want. They don't have that right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree. On uh, the SmackDown side of things, just Roman Reigns. Your 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 thoughts on the the dynamic with Russo, Jay, and Jimmy heading into tomorrow night's uh, title shot, where the Usos challenge Ray and Dominic for the belts. And Jay being sort of uh, torn over whether he should be enthusiastic about something he wants to be enthusiastic about, which is teaming with his brother again. I kind of assume we get you know the usual the Vince staple, but it's it's a different twist on it. With it's kind of an odd couple, just bickering tag team champions kind of a thing. I'm really into what they're doing. I, I don't know where it's going, and I like that. It's an, a unique dynamic. It feels. There's a soap opera element to it where it just kind of keeps you engaged week to week going, okay, where is this going now? And the only thing I don't like about it, and I said this going into the match, if it is as simple as the Usos win the titles, why did you race through the Mysterios becoming the first father and son tag team champions? You should have saved that. And that should have been, I still, they just, they started telling the story when they were challenging for the titles instead of. Hey, these, this is their long-term aspiration. You take people on a journey and you get to that moment. They just rushed through that. And I have a bad feeling they're just rushing through their title reign. And it's like, okay, then what did you really get out of it? Yeah, yep. Uh, are you excited about Kevin Owens uh, challenging for the IC title, uh, kind of breaking off from just being in the mix uh, tomorrow night, uh, challenging for the IC belt against Apollo Crews? Or does this just feel sort of treading water with mid-card SmackDown wrestlers who are good, but, you know, just it's more of the same. I'm okay with it. Uh, Owens, you can tell they like him, but it, there's part of me that just like I, I'm almost ready for him to switch brands again. He might be that guy that needs to switch brands like every time there's a shakeup. He kind of, boy when you had him peek out and lose, you know how many times to Roman Reigns, and then you can. I mean, it, I'm, I'm not dreading the match by any means, but I'm not like anxious for it. And I, I do like the new cruise character i think they need to be careful though uh, i just visually it looks really hokey to have general or commander aziz whatever his name is out there wearing that jacket and there's i think that they can tone some of that down and get rid of that stupid scepter thing that he carries around over the hell that is and and make this less cartoonish and i think it would work fine your quick thoughts on uh, jimmy smith and his debut on monday better than adnan verk and that says nothing um yeah. you know we'll see they, they, they still have graves and saxton carrying the load and and i mean i i think if there had not been those five ad non-verk weeks or whatever they were we'd be going oh boy you know they they've this guy really has his work cut out for him so in a way that kind of softened the blow for jimmy smith I know he wasn't your favorite. I have no idea why they got rid of Tom Phillips. I I, I don't know why they... I didn't mind Tom. I just made fun of him because he was a robot. <laughs> sure. I, but I, I mean, I shouldn't say I made fun of him. I just pointed out that he was a robot. But I don't have anything against robots. Right. And I thought he did a, a workmanlike job. I mean, he was definitely... He was my, you know... He was good. He was good. He was I, very good, Jason. Thank you for asking. <laughs> he just struck me as like everything they look for. Yes, you know, know. He, he did what they wanted him to do. He was Michael Cole Light, yep. and he's out of a job. So they can bring in somebody from the outside world who doesn't have that much experience doing this 
as far as pro wrestling is concerned, and I don't understand why. I, I like, think- of all the problems to fix on Raw, that's the one you're worried about, really? Yeah, I mean, Vince McMahon, from what I heard, you know, just told Nick Khan, let's, let's meld entertainment and wrestling. Let's bring somebody in. And it is this, it's, it's the, to, to their detriment, a fascination with not being a pro wrestling show and being part of entertainment. And so, you know, they got their wish, and now Graves and Saxton have to do all the heavy lifting. Final quick comment, ROH, live crowds returning July 11th, best in the world. They announced Jay Lethal, Brody King. Um, how is how was ROH coming out of this pandemic, Jason? Uh, in good shape to sell tickets and, and a strong uh, strong lineup and feuds and roster, or in worse shape and they got some work to do? Good television product, lacking in star power. I'm very curious to see how they do. If I mean, I've enjoyed the show a lot, and I've been praising it a lot. And, and now we've, we have reached the point where it's like, this was one of the ones that was easier to watch during the pandemic, just the style they were going with. But now I'm, I'm at that point. It's like, okay, it's time. Please get some fans back. So I'm happy they're doing that. And, uh, you know, it's just, who are the stars of that company? It's, there's, there are plenty of talented people there. I don't see a draw. I don't see that person that just is going to be, when you think of ROH, you think of this person. I think still, when you think of ROH, largely you think of Jay Lethal, and it's kind of been there and done that. And I, I, I just don't know how they're going to draw. The television show, there's no way of, of there, there's, you know, we, there's no ratings for it. So we don't know if it's just being watched by way more people or is no one watching this. It's so hard to say how they're going to draw because there's just, no way of knowing, but I, I give the company credit. They're hustling. They're doing more with their online and things, and um, I hope they do well, but I, I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical that they're, they're going to be able to draw consistently uh, without just you know real stars. They haven't made stars yet. Yeah. All right, Jason. Um, thank you. Good luck at uh, softball tonight. We'll need it. I'm going to melt. It's going to be <laughs> it's going to be hot. degrees at game time. Not looking what, forward to that at all. What's What's your record? Uh, we are three and one, and we okay. lost to the to the what I thought was the second best team, but they're undefeated, and we only lost by a run, so we're off to a good start. I probably just jinxed us, and we'll get ten run tonight. Well, do is it one game a week? Yes. So you have a I'm chance next time we talk to, to be play six one, and one game, let alone two. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so we're six. You'll be six and one hopefully next time we talk. Sounds perfect. Good. Uh, take care. See ya. Have you heard we've got our VIP sale going on right now? The days are limited. Act now and go VIP for just $1.21. That's right. One full month of VIP membership for $1.21. Go to pwtorch.com slash go VIP. And in the coupon field, enter SUMMER21. That's SUMMER21. And that'll give you one month of VIP membership for just $1.21. See what it's all about? Ad-free access to this show, tons of VIP-exclusive podcasts, 30-plus years of archives of our newsletters and podcasts, our post-pay-per-view roundtable podcasts on every pay-per-view for the last 17, 18 years, going back to the early 2000s, and so much more. We'd love to have you as a member. Try us out, and we hope to earn your business after that first month for just $1.21. Treat yourself to an upgraded experience as a wrestling fan and explore all the benefits, including our podcasts, which are now compatible with the Apple Podcasts app, with a single click. When you sign up, you just click on our link, 
and you are in on Apple Podcasts. No username, no password. As long as your subscription is active, you're a single click away from access on the native Apple Podcasts app that's new in 2021. You can pay by credit card, debit card, or PayPal. We'd love to have you as a member. Check it out, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Coupon code SUMMER21. In like 45 seconds, you can be a VIP member. Why not pause right now and do it? It's an express sign-up form. It's easier than ever to access our podcasts and log into our ad-free website with the unmatched library of insider information, features, long-form Torch Talk interviews with some of Pro Wrestling's biggest stars, and so much more. Pick out your favorite era or an event or wrestler you're most curious about and check out our coverage of them over the past several decades. pwtorch.com slash govip, coupon code SUMMER21. He is I, and I am him, and I'm Matt Taven, the real Ring of Honor world champion. And you know how I show everyone that I get it? By tuning in to the podcast of Honor with Tyler and my personal main man, Ryan. This is Ryan. And I'm Tyler. And we are the hosts of the wildly popular PW Torch VIP show, Podcast of Honor. Our show covers everything Ring of Honor Wrestling, from analysis, show recaps, and wide-ranging interviews with the stars of Ring of Honor. Download the Podcast of Honor each week and support the best podcast on the PW Torch VIP Network. In 2012, NXT transitioned into the developmental system and ultimately the brand you see today. On the Torch VIP podcast, NXT 8 Years Back, we'll be taking a weekly look at this page in NXT's early history. Join Kelly Wells and me, Tom Stout, from PWT Talks NXT every Saturday as we go eight years back to the day to track NXT's rising talents and why they did or didn't work out, exclusively for PW Torch VIP members. Wrestling fans, are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life? Well, we're those kind of people too, but we do so with mixed martial arts. I'm Robert Vallejos, host of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, every Monday on PW Torch's Daily Cast lineup. Not only do we cover every UFC and Bellator event, we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at PWTorchDailyCast.com where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Casts. I launched the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter as a teenager in high school in the late 80s, and I've been covering professional wrestling ever since. It's been my full-time job since the day I graduated college. And I've followed every technology along the way and tried to be on the cutting edge, and one of them has been podcasting. We were doing podcasts before the word podcast was a word. They were just called audio shows for our subscribers. And a cool feature that we introduced last year are flashback Saturday night editions of the Wade Keller Hotline, where every Saturday night we post... Wade Keller Hotlines, all in one file, a week's worth of shows from 10 and 15 years ago. 
That means uh, you can listen to what I was saying about the news, about Raw, about SmackDown, about TNA, about WrestleMania hype, WrestleMania fallout, controversies, firings, matches that almost happened, and why they didn't happen. Every weekend on Saturday night from 10 and 15 years ago. For instance, the April 6, 2006 Wade Keller Hotline had a ton of insider news on the Hulk Hogan-Steve Austin dynamic at the WWE Hall of Fame and the prospects of a Hogan versus Austin match and how close it came to happening at WrestleMania 22, what stood in its way, and what the prospects were of it happening in the future, why Steve Austin said what he said about Hulk Hogan at the Hall of Fame during his Bret Hart intro, and what the backstage interaction was between the two of them. That's just one example of some of the fascinating reporting that was going on, likely before you were listening to some of my free podcasts here. So uh, go VIP. It's one of many, many cool benefits that come with a VIP membership. Get details at pwtorch.com slash go VIP. On the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, we get right into the top story of the show or the top talking point. But if you don't have time to watch Raw, Dynamite, or SmackDown and you'd like to get a rundown of what happened on the show, I record those every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night for VIP members on the Wade Keller Hotline. The every single day Wade Keller Hotline takes on different formats, but after Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, as soon as I wrap up posting the post show and send it off to the producer, I record the Wade Keller Hotline reviewing Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown start to finish. I'll catch you up on everything that happened. I'll talk about key points in each match, key statements in each promo, and evaluate what I thought worked and didn't work, and add some other observations that don't make it out of the post-show, maybe something an announcer said, something somebody in the audience did, or other production notes that jump out to me as I'm watching the show. So go VIP and make following wrestling easier. When you are a VIP member, you can hear the Wade Keller hotline and listen to it as a primer before listening to our post-shows. And of course, as a VIP member... The Wade Keller Post Shows have the ads and plugs edited out for a streamlined listening experience. Go VIP, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Thank you for listening to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Also, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. This show, the podcast, have our blue logo. The Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows have our red logo. Just search Wade Keller and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Pro Wrestling Podcasts and click subscribe to the red logo and you can download our Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and sometimes NXT post shows. I'm joined by a co-host to add a different perspective to the analysis for the show where we talk to live callers, on-site correspondents who are in the building who tell us what did not air on TV, and we also answer mailbag questions. Those shows are available for download within a few hours after the show's end on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights. So there's a fast turnaround to get your fix. So check it out. That's the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. Just search Wade Keller. You can also stream the show live at wadekellerpostshow.com about five minutes after the show's end on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night. If you're a wrestling fan, you're a fan of a good story. And if you're looking for a good story, look no further than Stories of Your and Yours. I'm Sean Ennis, and on every episode of Stories of Your and Yours, I narrate a classic or listener-submitted short story, adding music and sound effects to bring the story new flavor. I featured authors such as Edgar Allan Poe, Kurt Vonnegut, Ray Bradbury, Mark Twain, and many more. So don't wait any longer. Download Stories of Your, that's Y-O-R-E, and Yours, that's Y-O-U-R-S, today.
And if you want to hear clips and get more information, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SYY Podcast. That's stories of your and yours, available wherever you get your podcasts. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net, along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. Remember that book on your shelf that maybe you bought or got as a gift because someone thought you'd like to read it and you really wanted to read it and you never got around to reading it or maybe you started it and didn't finish it? Well, maybe you just don't have a lot of time to read, but you would have time to listen to audiobooks. Audible is a longtime sponsor of this program, and I've talked a lot about the new releases that I'm reading, new pro wrestling books, autobiographies, self-help, fiction, nonfiction. One of the things I don't talk about that I find useful with Audible is taking a book on a shelf that stares at me and taunts me that I just haven't had time to read, and I'll go look for it on Audible, and I'll download it as part of my membership, and I'll finally listen to it instead of reading it. One of those that I'm about to start is Moneyball by Michael Lewis. came out in 2011. I saw the movie. I have the book. I want to read the book. I haven't read the book. Now I've got it on Audible. It's a fascinating movie. I want to do a deep dive into the 10 and a half hour audiobook, and now I can. So that's an example of how Audible can be part of your life. And you obviously listen to podcasts, but variety's good, and Audible gives you variety. In fact, it's not just audiobooks with Audible, it's also guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, podcasts, A list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. So check out an Audible membership. You get a free trial just for listening to this show. Simply go to audible.com slash Wade. That's audible.com slash Wade. Or text Wade to 500-500. That's audible.com slash Wade. Or text Wade to 500-500. And you can get a 30-day free trial of an Audible membership. That includes their Plus catalog, which is a new thing. If you haven't been an Audible member for a few years or think Audible is about getting one book a month, uh, it's not. With a membership, you have instant access to thousands of titles in their library uh, instantly. And download, download them to your phone and, and listen. I'm often bouncing between three or four books at a time, depending on my mood and how long I have to listen. Uh, and now with the new Audible format, you can do that. So visit audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500. Get more information and try it free for 30 days. One of the really cool parts of being a VIP member is getting to relive history through the pages of the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter back issues. We have Pro Wrestling Torch newsletters dating back to the late 1980s. We put a new back issue up from 20 years ago that week. And so when you go VIP, you instantly have access to over 1,500 back issues and a new PDF, along with an all-text version, if it's easier for you to read that on your phone, uh, goes up every weekend. And the latest issues include a cover story from the June 10th, 2000 issue on Goldberg's return to WCW and whether he's a solution to what was ailing WCW at the time. Also, my column titled, Vince Russo is from Outer Space. And Bruce Mitchell's column, still timely today, unfortunately, of racist gimmicks and poverty pimps was the title. 
That's issue number 606. The week before that, issue number 605 from June 3rd features a cover story that talks about how there could be a shakeup in the wrestling industry with WCW for sale and ECW having an uncertain future. And also a Bruce Mitchell column spoofing Vince Russo titled, How I Became World Champion. If we go back another week to the May 27th, 2000 issue, it had detailed coverage of the Judgment Day 2000 pay-per-view, including my review and staff roundtable reviews of the Rock Triple H 60-minute Iron Man match, and also the final installment of the Lance Storm Torch Talk with his thoughts on various ECW colleagues. The week before that, the May 20th, 2000 issue, issue number 603, features a cover story on Ric Flair's collapse in the ring during Nitro, Part 3 of the Landstorm Torch Talk with this explanation for why he decided to quit ECW, our coverage of ECW Hardcore Heaven, the pay-per-view, and more. And then the week before that, the May 13th issue features a cover story on the changing TV landscape in pro wrestling, with the WBF moving from USA to TNN, and a potential shift of ECW. Also a cover sidebar story on the death of an ECW fan after a hotel party, and WCW Slamboree coverage. And the week before that... Our coverage from the May 6th issue, number 601, of David Arquette winning the WCW title. My EndNotes editorial examining Vince Russo's controversial decision and flippant comments about title belts. Our coverage of WWE Backlash 2000 and more. I could keep going on, but that gives you an idea of what you're missing out on by not being a BIP member. Imagine settling in on the weekend and uh, kicking back and reading wrestling history, not through the lens of WWE filtering it to their benefit, not through people looking back on it through today's lens, but what was said at the time, the week it happened, by some of the voices that you are familiar with here on the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and PW Torch Daily Casts. So go VIP and relive professional wrestling through the way the Torch covered it in real time with contemporaneous coverage of Pro Wrestling's biggest events, biggest news stories, biggest personalities. I think you'll have a blast. It alone is worth the membership price for so many of our members. Check out details on everything else that comes with the VIP membership, including daily podcasts that are VIP exclusive and shows like this with the ads and plugs removed. Go to pwtorch.com slash govip for full details. That's pwtorch.com slash govip. Prices are as low as $8.25 a month on average if you subscribe for a year or check us out for a month for $9.99. We're now on Patreon. That's right. You can support us and get benefits at patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. We have three tiers, $4.99, $6.99, and $9.99. The first tier gives you all the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcasts and Post Shows and the PW Torch Daily Casts with the ads and plugs removed. That membership tier also includes the VIP After Shows that on occasion we put on extended versions for VIP members at the end of the Wade Keller Shows and Daily Casts. And it's compatible with the Apple Podcast app and any other third-party podcast app out there, or you can stream the shows directly from your Patreon app or the Patreon website. Or you can upgrade to Tier 2 for two extra dollars a month and add the Wade Keller Hotline to the mix, a daily podcast just for VIP members who support us. Or you can upgrade to Tier 3 and get all the Wade Keller podcasts and post shows and daily casts with the ads and plugs removed and the VIP after shows and the Wade Keller Hotlines, plus all the other VIP exclusive podcasts and a PDF and all-text version of the weekly Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter and a 20 years ago Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter every week. Full details on how to support us and get so much in return with three different tiered options at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP.
You can still support us directly on our website and get the full VIP benefits for $9.99 a month by going to pwtorch.com slash govip. That has not changed. This is just an additional option for those of you who are familiar with and like supporting creators on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at pwtorchdailycast.com. Just click on the live stream link. He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at pwtorchdailycast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, pwtorchdailycast.com. Hi, this is John Arezzi. Matt Memories, My Wildlife in Pro Wrestling, Country Music, and with the Mets is now available everywhere books are sold. Co-written by Greg Oliver, Matt Memories is the story of my roller coaster life. Learn the inside stories about my days as the host of the groundbreaking Pro Wrestling Spotlight radio show and as the wrestling convention pioneer and dealmaker. I hold nothing back. Matt Memories, available now from ECW Press. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.